You are listening to the teaching ministry of Valor Christian Center's Pastors Scott and Tina Witwan. We've been talking about being empowered by the Holy Spirit, and we're going to continue uh, to talk about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And today should be, be really fun, because we're going to talk about one of the empowerments that, uh, that modern, many modern-day churches don't even want to broach the topic on, and that's discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Um, but if it's in the Bible, let's have some fun with it. Amen? Well, nobody here wants to have fun with it? <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. Where's Frank? He, he, did, he didn't get the amen corner worked up this morning. See, that's the problem. In Romans 8, 14, that's been our basis scripture. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God or the children of God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who reveals to us all things. We thank you, Lord, for your word, which contains truth, which you called sound doctrine, good for the teaching, for reproof, for edification. And we thank you for that, Father. As we open up your word today, let this written word become revelation word to us. And we'll be sure to give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So let me start with another question today. In the last week, how often did you recognize the Holy Spirit revealing something to you? I'm pretty sure that He has been, but have we been recognizing it? How often in this last week? Have we settled down? Have we opened our spiritual ears so that we can hear what God is revealing to us? He hasn't changed. You know, the modern day church may, have, may, may be changing or have in some ways changed, but God has not changed. The same Holy Spirit that was in, in operation in the early church is in operation today if we would allow Him. Amen? And so we have to open our spiritual ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And in doing so, we will become more, I guess, relation, in a bigger or better relationship with Him. We become more knowledgeable about how the Holy Spirit and the kingdom works, the way our Father designed it. I mean, in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, remember Paul wrote and said, now concerning these spiritual empowerments, I don't want you to be ignorant or without knowledge. And so that's what we're doing. We're taking our time and we're, we're talking about these spiritual empowerments that, that should be in operation in the body of Christ. And we've seen that the reason that they're supposed to be in operation in the body of Christ is for the profit of all of us. So if we squeeze the Holy Spirit out of this by saying, hey, we're too cool for the old school, we miss out on what God has for us today. And I don't want to miss out on what God has for me today. Amen? So we need to be knowledgeable about, about that. These empowerments, these gifts and ministries, you can look them up again. They're in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are nine empowerments. We can categorize them into three different groups, gifts, ministries, and activities. And inside each of those are three different activities of the Holy Spirit or manifestations, however you want to say it. And we've, we've covered 
the activities of the Holy Spirit previously, and we've covered a couple of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to cover the third one, like I said, today. The, 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 these ministries that we've been studying are exciting because they are the revelation gifts. They reveal something about God. These, minis- these empowerments of ministries reveal something from God to us. I mean, that should be, that's like the hotline. What was the, the thing they had, the, the guy used to stand out on the street corner, extra, extra, you know, read all about it. I mean, that's what this should be. This should be the extra, extra. And the church should be receiving those messages for the profit of all of us. Hallelujah. So these ministries, they reveal something. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 5, it says there are differences of ministries, but it is the same Lord. See, it's the same, it's the same Holy Spirit who activates these ministries, who does the activities, and who does the gifts. So we've talked about the word of knowledge, and we've discussed the word of wisdom. Now we're going to talk about discerning the spirits. And of course, this has got to be fun. I mean, we're talking about spiritual things. And it's funny when you talk to people, because sometimes they're like, I don't want to talk about demons, man. One may show up at my doorstep. Well, then don't talk about demons. Why don't you talk about angels? Maybe one of those will show up at your doorstep. Amen? Why are you always thinking that something when we start talking about spirits, that they all got to be evil? So when we talked about these ministries, what we saw is, is that the ministries are all of the, all the things that God knows that may be known to man, that the Holy Spirit wills, He can reveal to us through these three manifestations, including the discerning of spirits. Something that God knows, He can reveal to you. I mean, I want to know what God knows. I mean, that's why I've spent a lot of time in this. I want to know what God knows. He's revealed this to me. And he will reveal through the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. He'll reveal all the facts, events, purposes, and motives. All the origin, destiny, human or divine, satanic, natural, or supernatural, past, present, or future. It all comes within this area of the ministries, these revelation ministries of the Holy Spirit. So the discerning of spirits is intended to reveal the root, the cause, the spiritual cause of what's going on. I mean, when Mary had, had an encounter with an angel, he explained to her what was going on. Mary, you found favor with God, and the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. I mean... That's discerning of spirits. Angels operate in the spirit realm. And many times, when people see angels, not everybody will see the angel. It may only be a couple people that see the angel. And other people are like, wow, I wish I would have seen him. Why? Because it's a spiritual discerning that happens. It's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit taking place. You remember when Elijah was getting ready to to leave Elisha, and they were 
encamped by all the armies. And Elijah said, open his eyes. And they saw all of the warriors of God. See, that's the discerning of spirits. You know, the scene of the spiritual dimension. Now, you don't, you don't need to see in the spiritual dimension. Because if you could see in the spiritual dimension, you'd probably be able to see a lot of what's going on, and you wouldn't need faith. Right? But without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we need faith. We live in a faith dimension. And God, through the discerning of spirits, opens up the spiritual dimension so that we can use our faith, this faith or this natural dimension, in order to be salt and light in this world, to be ministers of reconciliation. Amen? All right, so 1 Corinthians 12.10. 1 Corinthians 12.10, it says, To another, the working of miracles, and to another, prophecy, and to another, the discerning of spirits. And so you see right here in 1 Corinthians 12.10, where it's talking about these empowerments, discerning of spirits, is mentioned. Let's remember that it is a discerning of spirits. This is not discernment or a gift of discernment. It's also not good judgment. Okay, so let me read to you what, what the definition of discernment is, because I've had, had people tell me that they have the gift of discernment, okay? Oh, I've got the gift of discernment. It works in my life all the time. I've got the gift of discernment. Discernment is the ability to grasp or comprehend what is obscure. It's skill in discerning acts of perceiving or discerning something. See, discernment is your ability. See, that's why it's not a spiritual gift. It's your ability. Or sometimes it's your suspicion. You know, you just think somebody is something because of the clothes they wear, the car they drive, where they grew up, whatever, whatever that case may be. <clears throat> and good example, I don't know if there's anybody in here who likes um, whodunits, um, private investigator type shows. But see, Columbo, right? Columbo had discernment. He'd always be leaving and say, oh, just one, just one more thing. Just one more thing, right? He perceived something. Modern day, there's two shows that, that my wife and I really like. One of them is Monk with Tony Shalhoub. I don't know if you've ever, ever seen that. It is so funny, but he discerns everything, right? He, see, he sees things that other people don't see. And then the other one is Psych. That one is hilarious because they're making a mockery of you know uh, police in, investigative work i don't know if you've ever seen this one um it's got Dulay hill in it and it's just it's really funny but what happens is they go into a to a crime scene and he is discerning everything he is seeing his dad was a police officer a detective and taught him when he was a little kid how to see everything nobody else sees and so he he comes into a crime scene and he goes oh i you know He's acting like he's psychic. He's, he's not. Um, because if it was a show about that, I wouldn't have watched it. Um, but he's coming in and, and making people, and what he's seeing is he's discerning the scene, right? And, and revealing things so that he can work with the police department as, as a detective because he doesn't want to do the... It's hilarious. He's a, he's a guy who doesn't want to do anything 
the way normal customs are, right? So he decides to come up with this whole shenanigan himself. It's hilarious. So I like those. But those are things that deal with discernment. There is no gift. I mean, you, you may be better at it. And you may have better discernment than I do. I may have better discernment in some areas than you do. But it's not a, it's not a gift. And what happens when people start relying on it, thinking that it's a gift, and then they start relying on their own senses, and then they start making stuff up. You know it's dangerous when you start making your own stuff up, right? Yeah, and they start making their own, and then they start blaming it on God. People blame a lot of stuff on God. How many times have I had people say, well, God sent me here, this is where we're going to be, just to have a few weeks later then say, well, God moved us. Well, one of the two of you is schizophrenic. And I am not voting on God, you know what I mean? But sometimes when it happens, thank God for discerning the spirits, you know that there's a spiritual issue behind, behind that. And I need that. I need that as a pastor. I need that in the business area. I need that in the business arena. You need it in your job. You need it in your ministry. You need it in your family. I mean, it's a fact. We really need these empowerments of the Holy Spirit more than we realize in our daily life. But because they've been spiritualized so much over the years, we think, oh, it's just for church and it's only for the, it's only for the minister. He'll, he'll do the, 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 the tongues and the interpretation gift. He'll do the, you know, the word of knowledges and the word of wisdoms. We just sit back and watch it like we're going to you know, Cirque du Soleil. We need to be engaged. Remember, this is not a spectator sport. We are, in, we are in a spiritual kingdom. You're part of it. When you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you changed your citizenship. This is not your home. So we should be communicating and acting like we do when we get home, spiritually. So this isn't discernment. It's not your ability this is something God wants you to know supernaturally. This is the third revelation gift of the ministry Paul mentioned. Seventh endowment that's actually mentioned. But it gives insight to the spiritual world. And this is why the church has stayed away from it. I mean, it's easy to get messed up. It's easy to get messed up because you want to. I, I have... I have never seen an angel. I have never. But I know there's people in here who have. Right? But I'm not going to start going, well, I'm the pastor. I guess I should have seen some angels and start making some up. So I make myself look good. Oh, isn't your pastor so spiritual? He's seen angels. No, I become a flake. You know, God has enough real stuff. I don't need any phony stuff. And that's, I can, I can see why the church would, would shy away from it, but, but how about if we just filter out the phony stuff so that we can have the real stuff and we can have the benefit that God intended us to have? Amen? Okay, and it's not, it's not just discerning of devils and evil spirits. fact is, there's no such gift mentioned as the discerning of evil spirits. To say discerning of spirits just had to do with evil spirits and the devil, that's misleading. It can, 
But to say that that's all it is, that's misleading. That's misleading. See, it has to do with spirit or spiritual realm related to God, God's kingdom, the supernatural. It has to do with the supernatural. That means that both good and bad. It has to do with discerning the unseen by your natural eyes or your spiritual inward witness, that realm. And that's a realm that many people... Well, I don't want to tell anybody I saw an angel. They'll think I'm nuts. I don't want anybody to know that I saw a demon. They'll think I'm nuts. Well, they already think you're nuts, so you might as well go ahead. It's supernatural insight into the discerning of spirits, all spirits. So evil, evil spirits will be included here, but too many times that's all we think about is the evil spirits. But that's not what the Holy Spirit is just talking about. God let Moses look into the spirit realm in Exodus 33 and about seeing the glory of God when God hid his face from Moses as he passed by. Let's go ahead and go over there. Let's go to to Exodus 33. I'm going to read verses 17 through 23. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, please show me your glory. So Moses wants to see God's face. He wants to see the glory of God. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I'm gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see see me and live. And the Lord said, Here is the place by me, and you shall stand on the rock, so it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. See, supernaturally, Moses saw God. This was the discerning of spirits, because God is a spirit. Remember, those who worship him must do so in spirit. And we talked about the the magnificent intensity of God's glory. You know, we, we talk about it, we sing about it, but the reality is the sinful nature of our flesh cannot stand in the presence of Almighty God. We need Jesus. We need the filter of the blood of Jesus. Amen? So Moses then sees God's glory as it passes by him, shadowed from the face of God. But he got to to see God pass by. That's a pretty cool discerning of spirit, ain't it? That's a pretty cool one. People have seen God through the spirit. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high. And lift it up. So go over and meet Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah 6. Let's read verses 1 through 3. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. 
And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. See, Isaiah operated right there in the discerning of spirits. And he saw the Lord high and lifted up. Now, I've had people tell me, you know, that they've seen Jesus. Well, that's discerning of spirits. I've had people tell me that, you know, that, that, that they've had, you know, revelations of heaven. That's the discerning of spirits. If you're, seeing, if you're seeing heaven, if God's given you a glimpse into the spirit realm. But see, no one has physically seen Jesus since he ascended. Somebody says, well, what do you mean? I know people that have seen Jesus. Because he is seated now at the right hand of God. And you better hope he stays there. Because he's there making intercession for you. Says he's making intercession for the saints. I don't want him wandering around in some other universe. But he said, no, he's seated there at the right hand of the Father. Seen into the spiritual realm, though, people have seen the risen Christ through the discerning of spirits. Here's some scriptures if you want to write them down. You can go look for yourself. Romans 8, 34, Ephesians 1 and 20, and John 14, 19. You can go see for yourself. Paul said he didn't know whether he was in the body or out of the body in 2 Corinthians. I think it's 2.13. He said, I couldn't tell you whether I was in the body or out of the body. It seems so real to me. I very well could have been in my body. But then again, I may have been in the spirit realm. He didn't know because it seemed so real to him. Stephen. Stephen saw Jesus. You remember that over there in Acts 7.55? Stephen looks up. Go over there with me, Acts 7.55. I know you don't have that. I didn't give you that scripture this morning, guys, but Acts 7.55. Acts 7.55. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Right? Jesus was right where he was supposed to be, but through discerning of spirits, what's happening to Stephen? Stephen's being stoned, right? Because he just preached an incredible historic message. He basically took the Jews from, from Genesis to, to the crucifixion of Christ and told them why, why it was their fault, and they didn't like it. And a young man named Saul that we later know as Paul was standing there. Saying he was holding their coats as they were stoning him. And Stephen gazed up and saw Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Discerning the spirits. Discerning the spirits. Through the discerning of spirits, people have seen into the spirit realm and seen Jesus, talked with him by seeing into the, by seeing into the spiritual spirit world. And I know ministers alive today that have seen Jesus. I have not seen him in a you know like that. I see him here by faith. Not Thomas's faith, right? Not seeing him by Thomas's faith. Well, I'll believe if I can put my hand in his side where, the, where he was speared, or if I can put my finger in his nail prints where he was, was crucified. No, that's Thomas' faith. My faith says... 
Now, I wasn't prophesying that this morning. My faith says, I believe because he said. He said it, therefore it is. And my faith is the substance of things I hope for. You know, I, my hope is in Jesus. My hope is in heaven. My hope is in God's kingdom. My hope is in my Father. Visions can be manifestations of the discerning of spirits. A vision can have a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge connected with it. But when you see into the spirit realm, through a vision, it's, it can be the discerning of spirits. In the spirit world, there are both good and evil spirits. And we'll see more of this um, probably next week based on how much time we've got left. Um, there are both good and evil spirits. And we have a human spirit. You have a human spirit. Your human spirit is dead until you receive Christ. It has no relationship with God. When you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you are quickened, you are made alive. Your spirit is made alive. Your spirit is neither good nor evil. It's your spirit. It's your communication device. You're, you know, we're wearing, these, we're wearing these earth bodies, these earth suits. But our spirits are what communicate with God. When you get born again, now you have a communication um, connection with God through your spirits. Neither, neither evil or good. What makes people... Evil or good are the spirits that they're allowing to manipulate or influence them. So just for instance, you know, whether somebody is possessed, oppressed, whatever, by the, by the devil and acting like it, or whether somebody is under the influence of the Holy Spirit and being led by God into the things of the of the kingdom of God. Amen? That's a total difference in dimension. Amen? In Revelation, God showed us, or God showed John, the Holy Spirit, this gift, when he revealed to him the seven spirits of God, when he showed him what was happening. Revelation 5, 6. You, you, can, uh, you guys can go read that on your own. Revelation 5, 6. So I'm going to share a little bit of a story. Um, we were in a crusade in Calgary, Alberta in 1995. And probably Mary Lee is probably about as close to the, the size frame of this young lady who came up for prayer on stage. I mean, I'm saying that Mary Lee probably doesn't weigh 200 pounds, right? She's, she's not... Right? I mean, this, this lady couldn't have been 98 pounds with a lead belt around her waist. I mean, she was small, right? But the discerning of spirits were an operation. Now, this may mess with your theology. She was born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues in her church. But discerning of spirits revealed that she had a spirit, a demonic spirit. Now, I know Marilee's pretty strong. Now, the crusade director, my friend, Darcy Dubay, he was, he, was, he was probably, he's not as tall as Aaron, but about as, big, about as big as Aaron. He was a French guy, and he was about my height, but I mean, he was, he was big, strong dude. 
It took him, me, and two other guys to hold this lady from hitting past her when she went off. And we didn't hold her very well. Okay, now, now I was a little bit stronger back then because I was still playing, playing baseball back in those days. Right? So this would have been 1995. That's almost 20 years. That's what, 17 years ago? How, how long ago is that? That is over 20. That's 25 years ago. Yeah. So I was built like Hercules. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I was in good shape. Darcy was in good shape. He was a fisher. He'd been a fisherman. I mean, he was a strong guy. And when she manifests in the spirit, it took the four of us to keep her from getting to pastor. So the, the, the discerning of spirits is real. And people can have what they allow influence into their life. Now, uh, I know Pat and Bonnie Rose aren't here today, but they work in the deliverance ministry. They work in this type of environment fairly often. And generally, you can track this type of influence in somebody's life back to something that has happened to them or something that they've voluntarily done. But the neatest thing was, was watching this girl. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Man, I've never heard such deep, guttural demonics about the only way you can explain growls come out of this little girl. I mean, I mean, if I didn't know what it was, it would have freaked me out. Amen? I mean, it would have, would have really freaked me out. But to see God deliver her, to see her get free and be delivered, see, the discerning of spirits is for the prophet. I mean, that, that, lady, that young lady profited that day for that. But it's real. And just because we live in 2022 and, and we act like it doesn't exist and, and we act like we've, we've scientifically figured out why everybody has these problems and, and we medicate everybody now, you know, so we, we try to medicate the symptoms away, but it still exists. There's still people that are bound because of what they've gotten into, what they've allowed themselves to be influenced by. Uh, there's a book I'd like to recommend if anybody's very interested. It's written by Dr. Lester Summerall called Demons. It's a very good book. Um, and it talks about some of the things that he had experienced, some of the things that he's seen, some of the things that God had revealed to him over the years. And it was a ministry that he operated in, discerning the spirits. I only had an opportunity to meet him in person one time. But I, I, now, did you meet him when you guys were at TBN? Oh, oh, oh! When you went somewhere, okay, yeah. So, I mean, just a powerful minister of God. But this is one of the areas that he was used in quite regularly by the Holy Spirit. Was in the empowerment of discerning of spirit uh, spirits. But deliverance ministry deals with this quite often, because generally there is a spiritual connection to the natural manifestation that people are dealing with and the things that they are in bondage over or dealing with. I mean, bitterness is, is, is one that has roots that go really deep. Envy and strife. With envy and strife comes, the Bible says, every evil work. And it can manifest many times inside deliverance when people say, hey, enough's enough. 
You know, there's times and doctors can't figure it out. You know, they just, they're practicing on you. They, well, try this drug. If it doesn't work, well, keep trying that drug and let's just throw another one at you. Well, those two aren't working. Well, keep taking them and here, here's the third one. You know, and sometimes I think they're making the problem worse. Okay, so this would mean that seeing angels, seraphim, cherubim, archangels, or a host of angels, or discerning of Satan and his, and his spirits is all part of discerning of spirits. It doesn't matter whether it's good or it's evil. It's what is behind the motivation that causes a person's manifestation. So, for instance, many times, in fact, is I would say that there's a, a, an issue in our society with people who have gotten involved with pornography. Do you know Barna Research, they do a lot of the, the church research stuff, said that in the Protestant church, nearly 50% have some kind of pornography affiliation or addiction. 50% in the church. I mean, you think about the influence of it anymore. I mean, you could be watching just a, a regular television station and have nude people walk across the screen. It's like, what did that add to the show? It, it, it's not there to add to the show. It's, it's there to be a device to connect with you spiritually. Because we get the word pornography from the, from the Greek word uh, fornication. Adulterers and fornicators God will judge. That's what it says in Hebrews, right? All is honorable in marriage and the bed undefiled, but adulterers and fornicators God will judge. That word fornication would cover pornography, sexual relationships outside of marriage, and anytime you violate God's principles, you are going to reap an effect of that. Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall also reap. There is a, an effect to these type of things, which is why we need the blood of Jesus. That's why we need to be able to, to, to go in and, and ask for forgiveness and turn from our evil ways. Well, sometimes there, those roots are so deep inside of a person, it's hard just to turn. And people like Pat Schisler and Bonnie, who work in the deliverance ministry, they have taken the time to learn how to walk people biblically through getting free from those. Because if you don't deal with the whole root, they'll come up. Any of you ever had an oleander in your, in your yard? If you don't get the whole root of that thing, what are you going to have in a year or two? You're going to have an oleander. Yeah. And that's the way uh, sin can be. The roots of sin can be like that. And they're hard to get rid of. Now, we'll, we'll cover some more of this next week just because we're getting a little bit late. But if you want to get a little head start, you can go read the fourth chapter of Luke and you can see... Jesus' interaction in discerning of spirits. Amen? But the fact is, is every believer who's filled with the Holy Spirit can operate in the empowerments that God has provided for the church. We can. And this is an important one. Don't be deceived. Just because we've 
arrived mentally, arrived uh, with this massive knowledge that we have here in the 21st century, that all of a sudden we have overcome all of the spiritual problems in the world because now we've got a, we've got a pill for it, we've got a counseling for it, we've got a, you know, an excuse for it, or whatever. The roots of sin run deep. And discerning of spirits help us to see those, help us to get people delivered, help to get people set free. And you need to be the, the tool that does that. That's why God has called you as a minister of reconciliation. And many of us, there is still stuff on the inside of us we need to get out. And sometimes through the discerning of spirits, God will reveal what you have are dealing with or what you have inside of you that needs to come out. I mean, I don't care how he gets you know, nonsense out of me. But I want sense in and nonsense out. I want the sense of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. That's why I ask, in the last week, how many times did you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you, revealing something to you? We need to be sensitive because we have the victory. As the church, we have the victory, and the world should be wanting what we have, because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen? Amen. You have been listening to a recording from the teaching ministry of Valor Christian Center with senior pastors Scott and Tina Whitwam. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to pray this simple prayer with me now. Jesus. According to Romans 10.9, your word says, If I confess you as Lord and Savior and believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, that you would come into my heart and I would be saved. I now confess and believe that you are my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, please contact our office so that we may rejoice together with you. Call Valor Christian Center at 480 480- 545-4321. That's 480-545-4321. Or by email at info at valorcc.com. That's info at valorcc.com. Or by mail to the church address at 3015 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona, 85296.